Hi, I'm Dr. Adam Splaver, and this is the Warrior Health Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. And today's topic that we're going to discuss actually is diabetes. Now, when you hear diabetes, typically you think of adult onset diabetes. Diabetes comes in two flavors. There's uh, the juvenile onset or diabetes type 1, which is an autoimmune uh, disease where the body actually attacks the pancreas, attacks the organ that produces insulin. Um, and we're not talking about that today. We're talking actually about a different disease called adult onset diabetes or diabetes type 2, where the problem really lies in the fact that the body downregulates or has a problem uh, looking at insulin or seeing insulin because they've it's uh, downregulated down its receptor, it's, or what we call insulin-resistant. In, insulin or insulin resistance. And and the reason why I'm talking about this is because I, I'm a firm believer that diabetes, and, and the, the science and the data uh, actually support this, diabetes actually causes a hell of a lot more problems with health than, than most other health issues. Um, so for example, diabetes or patients who have diabetes, diabetics, will have problems with their vision. They'll have diabetic retinopathy and they'll have loss of vision. They'll have uh, diabetic nephropathy. They'll have kidney problems because of their diabetes. They'll have peripheral neuropathy. They'll have nerve issues or nerve pain because of their diabetes. Not to mention the fact they'll have peripheral vascular disease. They'll have problems with blood flow to their legs, to their, their hands, to their organs. And they'll also have coronary artery disease have a higher risk of having blocked arteries in the heart, in addition to having also uh, stroke, having a higher incidence of having blocked arteries going up to the brain. So that's why I thought today would be a great idea to talk about diabetes, talk about um, this this really, um, really important and dangerous condition that honestly can be, in most cases, prevented. Now you're wondering, what are you talking about? How can you prevent diabetes? Well, diabetes, you know, is is really been on the rise over the past several decades, and most likely has been occurring because of our lifestyle. Uh, the average American lifestyle has uh, pushed us uh, closer and closer to becoming diabetic, and that has to do with the fact that um, if you look at the standard American diet or SAD. Standard American Diet, SAD, um, there's a lot more carbohydrates, refined carbohydrates in our diet than we used to have. And that really all goes back to the idea in the 1960s, actually 1950s, when the USDA came out with that famed food pyramid where the base was grains and, and, uh, you know, and, and, and carbohydrates, which uh, at first glance seemed to be wonderful, but when the data, when the uh, when, when all the information came out, it, it actually seems very contrary to what, what actually is, at least scientifically based. Um, and the problem really has, has skyrocketed since, since the, those years because as the American diet has, has included more of these, these refined carbohydrates, these simple carbohydrates, things like pasta, rice, potatoes, bread, cookies, cake, candy, juices, alcohol, all of those things actually get broken down very easily into simple sugars. And those simple sugars, when you, you present them to your body, what happens is you'll get a rise, a very rapid rise in those sugar, sugar levels in the bloodstream. Your body sees it and produces insulin. Insulin is that hormone that's responsible for processing sugar. And the more and more insulin that your body sees, because you're seeing more and more sugar, um, the, the, the body's natural reaction is to actually downregulate or or um, silence uh, the receptors because it's a, it's tantamount to having those 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 um, 
it's it's like having too much too much sound. Uh, what do you do when, when you, you go to a concert? You you know, a lot of times people either, you know, have ringing their ears afterwards. Some people actually wear uh, earplugs just to muffle the sound a little bit to protect their ears. Well, the body does that same thing with, with insulin. When there's too much insulin, the body you know, tend, uh, basically sticks its fingers in its ears and then, then, then I can't hear you, can't, I can't hear you. Um, it's, it's basically pulling down the receptors because too much insulin, it's too much for the body to handle. Well, when that happens, when there are lower, you know, less receptors than there were previously, the body then requires more and more insulin to do the same job that it did yesterday, and then the day, the, the job that it did like two weeks ago. And when that happens, it forces the pancreas, the organ that makes insulin, to work harder. And just like any worker that you push too hard will eventually fail. I always use that analogy, and I don't know if you remember uh, the I Love Lucy episode where Lucy and Ethel were actually in the chocolate factory. And the two of them, their job was to stand on the conveyor belt and to wrap the chocolates. And initially they seem to be doing okay. And the, the, the foreman comes in and she sees what, what Lucy and Ethel are doing. They, that she, they're doing a great job. And so she screams out, faster, let it rip. And all of a sudden the chocolates go flying. And Lucy and Ethel can't keep up. And they start stuffing chocolates in their hat. And they start stuffing chocolates in their mouth. And then down their shirt. Just because they couldn't keep up. Any worker that's forced to do something too much, too soon, too quickly will eventually fail. And that's what happens to the pancreas in, in the case with adult onset diabetes. You force the pancreas to produce more and more and more insulin quicker, faster, and in and, and more quantities. And basically the, the pancreas says, forget this. I'm done. And it shuts down. And that's how you end up with diabetes. That's how people end up with diabetes. So that's why I thought it was important for me to speak to you guys about um, this this problem because it, it causes even more problems uh, that, that really can be avoided uh, and potentially even pre prevent heart disease, stroke, peripheral vascular disease, not to mention blindness and kidney problems. Um, most, at least a lot of uh, patients you see in the dialysis units, many of them are burnt out diabetics patients who've had let their diabetes go rampant for so long of a time. So so that's why I wanted to talk to you about that. And the, the key really in treating or preventing diabetes is obviously lifestyle, uh, watching your diet, cutting out all those, those sugary uh, drinks. And if you look at in terms of, you know, it, it's actually remarkable. If you look at um, the average, uh, you know, package um, label in terms of the ingredients, Many times they'll throw in there dextrose or high, uh, uh, what they call it, high, um, dang, my, my memory's going, going right now. Um, they'll they'll uh, throw in fructose or some form of, um, some form of uh, you know, sugar into that, that, that product to make it more savory. Um, and, and the bottom line is that extra sugar is what's causing the problem. So we have to all be cognizant. We all have to look and see where in our life can we cut out that extra sugar. Um, so when we cut out that, that, that extra sugar, we're able to at least uh, lower our, our, our blood sugar levels. So that's one way of doing it, uh, watching their labels, looking and see where, the, where there's hidden sugar, looking um, where there's uh, uh, you know, um, high fructose corn syrup. That's what I was looking for. High fructose corn syrup is, is one of those notorious sugars that's lurking in a lot of the products. And you know, one of the, the, the things I tell my patients is, is you know, a good way of, of averting all that is actually forgetting to shop in the middle of the, the, the store. If we all were just able to shop on the periphery, on the, on the 
perimeter of the store, on the outside of the store, not going down the aisles, we'd be eating a hell of a lot healthier. Because if you look at the layout of all these stores, most of these stores have all their fresh food and vegetables on the, on, on the outside. Um, so that's just one thing that one can do. Watch what they're, they're consuming in their diet. Um, another thing, obviously, is losing weight. Weight gain actually contributes to uh, diabetes. Weight gain actually is probably the leading cause of, of diabetes. Uh, adipose or fat um, is, is something that lends itself to insulin resistance, and that's what we're trying to beat. Um, so, so losing weight um, definitely helps. Other things that can help, believe it or not, is exercise. Yes, I said that dirty word, exercise. Uh, not extra, extra fries, but exercise um, actually helps. Um, it, it actually uh, gets your heart pumping, actually u- utilizes more energy, utilizes uh, your fat stores, utilizes your sugar stores, and actually helps you lose weight and also improves your, your, your uh, glucose sensitivity, your insulin sensitivity. Um, so that, that's also helpful. So we got down what you eat, how you move, um, also things that you can do to help uh, promote uh, your, your sugar metabolism is including certain things in, in your diet. And again, before you embark on any of these things, you have to talk to your doctor. That's my little disclaimer. Talk to your doctor and make sure you're, you're medically able to get on an, an exercise regimen and talk to your doctor about these supplements. And most of the time, half of these doctors will not know anything about these supplements because they're a little bit esoteric unless you really know the data and you under, understand the research behind it. Um, most doctors don't get this in medical school. In fact, it, it, it's interesting. If you look at the medical education that we get, Diet and nutrition and exercise, maybe we're given, at least when I went to medical school, two weeks. Two weeks out of four years are we given that important nugget of information that we have to remember for the rest of our lives. And then that's it. We, we actually got no more training in diet, nutrition, exercise, supplements, which is a travesty, which is actually you know something that we really need to change because at the end of the day, uh, it's our lifestyle that's actually what's going to affect our, our, uh, our health. So, so, okay, so we spoke about exercise. We spoke about uh, what you're eating. We spoke about looking at for uh, hidden sugars like high fructose sor- corn syrup. Um, other things that you can do is you can add things into your, your regimen. Um, you can actually add in, and people uh, have done this for a while, omega-3 fatty acids or fish oil will help with sugar control and, and, uh, and, and help with sugar. Um, other things, chromium picolinate. Chromium picolinate is uh, a vitamin you find uh, right next to vitamin C on, in, you know, in the pharmacy. Uh, that helps with sugar control. Also, alpha-lipoic acid. It's another vitamin on the vitamin li- aisle. That'll lower your sugars. Um, in addition, you can <coughs> you can also use uh, bitter melon. Bitter melon uh, is a, uh, it's it's probably not going to, you're not going to find it in your local pharmacy. You might have to go to a specialty pharmacy or, or something like a, one of these uh, health food stores. Uh, but bitter melon helps. Um, and, um, and, uh, and that's, those are the ones I typically will, will recommend. Now, in terms of, um, other things that you can do, turmeric also helps, uh, turmeric or curcumin, uh, can help, uh, lower, lower your sugars. Um, these are just some tools I use in, in patients who just want to go down the natural route in terms of helping themselves. Um, obviously if you're at a point where your sugars are rising, your hemoglobin A1C is rising. And um, actually, as an aside, a hemoglobin A1C, when we're looking at patients who, who come to the office and we look at their sugar control, we're looking at a couple of things. We're looking at their fasting glucose. We're looking at uh, how high their sugar is first thing in the morning when they wake up. And we're also looking at something called a hemoglobin A1C. See, a hemoglobin A1C is basically a marker of how well your sugars have been controlled over the past three months. It tests how sugary your cells are. Um, just like I, I tell my, my patients, 
um, you know, just, you know, in your house, have you ever, you know, spilled some orange juice on the floor? And usually everyone nods yes. And, you know, and, and when you just wipe it off the floor, what happens is that you're left with this gooey, sticky residue. Unless, of course, you use some water to wipe it away. Well, the same thing happens inside your body. If your sugars are way too high, they end up coating everything. They end up becoming sticky and 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 gummy. And it, it, they actually prevent your cells from doing what they need to do because they gum up the works. They gum up those proteins, those enzymes that are normally um, supposed to function at a certain level, but they can't because they're they're just, they're glued. Um, so, so that's what a hemoglobin A1C measures. It measures how sugary your cells are, how much sugar they've actually been coated with. And having a low sugar uh, percentage is, is extremely important. And typically it should be less than 5.7%. That's considered to be normal. Anything over that is considered to be abnormal. And then in the literature, you know, if it's over 6.2 or 6.4, depending on where you look, they'll classify it as diabetes. Um, so depending on where that you are in a, that continuum, you know, I would recommend different modalities, but I just threw out a couple just to give you an idea that there are, um, natural ways of, of lowering your sugar, especially if you're in that pre-diabetes state, uh, where you want to be a little more proactive and not move into the diabetic state. And then of course, there is one, uh, actual, um, uh, supplement that I use. Um, it's actually quite interesting. It is the extract of the French lilac bush. Yep, you heard me right. It is the extract of the French lilac bush. So you're asking me, Dr. Splaver, Adam, how do I get the extract of the French lilac bush? Well, actually, believe it or not, it's a prescription. It actually is the, the trade name metformin or, or glucophage. Um, it's actually the extract of this, this French lilac bush, and it's been used for decades in lowering your sugars. Happens to be quite safe. There's certain things you need to look out for. Obviously, your, your doctor needs to prescribe it and watch certain levels. Um, but for the most part, it can actually reverse diabetes or prediabetes um, when used early in the game. Now, um, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not anti-medicine. I'm not anti-pharma. Uh, I think that they have a, a very, very large role in, in our healthcare. And I think glucophage is just one of those examples. But the other thing is, I just want to let you know, many times people tell me, oh, I just want to take something natural. I don't want to take anything artificial. Well, well, I hate to break the news to you. Most medicines out there, majority of them, you know, they're a handful that have been tinkered with. But the majority of them are, are usually things that have come from nature, that they've just extracted, things that come from, for example, we have um, something that comes from the yew tree, which is, um, uh, which is a chemotherapy regimen. We have other uh, uh, extracts like digitalis. Digitalis comes from the fox, foxglove plant, um, and that's used in heart failure as well as atrial fibrillation. We have patients who actually we give willow bark. We give the uh, willow bark to, and that, believe it or not, ends up being actually aspirin. Acetosalicylic acid. It all comes from willow bark. So I'm just giving you some examples. Many of these things that we use now in medicine are quote unquote natural. They've been extracted. Some of them, you know, not only extracted and purified, but also been tinkered with, with you know, changing their chemical structure. But a large majority of stuff is actually quote unquote natural. And just because something's natural doesn't necessarily mean it's completely healthy. I mean, for, let me give you a, a good example. Water. Water, it's natural. Well, guess what? If you drink too much water too quickly, it can actually kill you. So, you know, that, that too, the same thing with salt. Salt is natural. Well, guess what? You have too much salt too quickly. It can kill you. So just because it's natural doesn't necessarily mean it, it's healthy. Arsenic, arsenic is natural and that, that'll kill you. Um, so, you know, put things into perspective. It's important for us to understand that there are natural alternatives, uh, natural uh, methods to control sugar. Some of those natural methods happen to be a prescription like metformin. 
Um, and also, um, it's important for, for us to, to throw in the lifestyle modifications, such as exercise, um, as well as the eating. And believe it or not, uh, with the weight loss of something I forgot to mention. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this. Sleep. Sleep is extremely important. Believe it or not, if you're not sleeping properly, you're not going to lose weight. So no matter how much you diet, no, ma no matter how much you exercise, if you're not sleeping properly, getting at least seven hours a night, you're going to be having an uphill battle uh, trying to lose weight because your body is in uh, that fight or flight mode. It's secreting hormones that are preventing you from actually shedding those extra pounds like cortisol. So um, this are, those are just some examples of what you can do. Uh, I, um, I give you this information just because at the end of the day, a, an informed patient is a better patient. You know, if you understand exactly what's going on in terms of, uh, you know, your health, you'll, you'll be more likely to make better decisions. Uh, you know, and, and believe it or not, when I was a kid, um, we always mocked, but my grandmother always would say, you know, you're having too much candy, you're going to turn to a diabetic. Well, guess what? Grandma was right. Um, watching your diet, watching in terms of what you're eating is probably the biggest issue. And watching where those extra sugars are coming from are probably the number one priority of where, where we need to be looking. So that really wraps up, you know, what, what one can do. And, and bottom line is you can make these changes. They're small changes. They're easy changes. Uh, and it's, it's a lifelong process. It's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. We're not going to be able to achieve all of our goals in one day or one week. It's going to take time. Um, you know, patients tell me, you know, I've been dieting for like, uh, dieting for two weeks. I haven't seen remarkable results. I said, listen, you've been eating for 40 years. What do you expect? This, you know, this, all this, the, these changes are going to happen slowly and gradually. And those changes that you make, again, that are slow and gradual, the ones that are likely to stick, those drastic changes are, are the ones that actually are, are more likely to fall by the wayside. So I tell my patients, make those small changes, be persistent, be uh, uh, be consistent as well, and eventually you'll you'll reap the benefits. and um, And talking with your doctor, talking with your healthcare professional, will definitely help you uh, achieve those goals. Again, thank you for joining me today on this uh, Warrior Health podcast. And with that, we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.